Welcome to an IG Live deep dive with Circus Boss. Today is actually the final part of a three-part series, and it's all based around how to answer the question, how do I find work as a performer? So if you're joining us live, thanks for being here. If you're watching on the replay, thank you for being here. Hey, Joe, thanks for joining us live. Today, we're talking about how to land your dream job. So this was a third part of a, the final part of a third part series. Uh, part one, I talked about how to figure out what your dream job is. And part two was how to find your dream job. And so now that you know what you want and you found it, today we're talking about how to land that job. So how to tailor your promo kit for different audiences and then ways to be more successful when applying, auditioning or pitching your work. Hey, uh, S-T-E Strength. Hey, Active Avery. Thanks for being here live. Uh, if we haven't met, I'm Eileen. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a business coach and the chief inspiration officer here at Circus Boss. And we help circus artists become confident entrepreneurs. We have a podcast. We have content on the socials. We have online workshops. Uh, we do personalized coaching. And all of that is focused on helping you know your value and how to stand out from the crowd and how to build a sustainable business. So if you're here with us live, feel free to ask questions as I go. You'll have to forgive me. I woke up from a nap, so um, <clears throat> my voice is a little, I don't know, it's still in nap land. <laughs> it's a little raspy, but I'm going to drink water and get through it, right? Um, so I'm going to first start with like an overall strategy on how to pitch your work. And then after I get through that, I'll talk about different ways to tailor your promo kit or your promo materials, depending on who you're actually wanting to work with. Um, hey, Ariel Elegance, thanks for being here. Feel free to ask questions as I go live. I may ask you to see if you're remembering what I'm saying. I might do a little quiz here and there, um, but I'm happy. To, I'm glad that you're here for this conversation. So first of all, when I say pitching your work, that may mean if you're doing event work, reaching out to someone you don't know. <clears throat> but it also might be applying for a job. And applying for a job might be as simple as responding to a post that you see on Facebook. So I'm not necessarily saying this has to be a big formal process. You can use a lot of these strategies in so many different areas. And then also, of course, going to an audition or trying to figure out how to get on somebody's roster. But before you even pitch or audition or apply, if you can, if you can do some research and connecting first, you're going to get a lot more mileage out of your efforts. So I like to think about three stages. Hey, Circus Mavacans. I don't think I said that right, but thanks for being here. Um, so three stages would be research, connect, and then pitch. And again, the pitch may be applying or auditioning, depending on what type of work you're doing. Um, and so we start with research. And I wanted to share, uh, I had a lot of conversations with Dominic uh, Del Signore from uh, Homestead Circus Productions. We He's a client of ours with Circus Boss, and we collaborate together on a lot of things. And so we talk about this stuff a lot. And so he, um, I'm going to share a few things that he said on this whole topic as well. But in the research, he was mentioning how like, learning a little bit about the roles of the companies that you want to work with, what their roles are that they have, that's going to help give you perspective um, on how to be a helpful player 
whether it's, you know, a team player or a vendor that's being hired. So that's part of the research is just coming at it with that mindset of like, who is it that I want to work for? Like, what do they actually need? So when you're doing that research, think about, first of all, are they a good fit? This is the most important thing. And if you don't research, you won't know that. And you don't want to spend time applying if it's not the right fit for you. So obviously looking to see if it's a good fit for you. And then what are they looking for? Are they actually looking to hire what you offer? Um, it's important to know that. And if they don't have, let's say you're doing event entertainment and you don't see that they've ever hired any entertainment before. One of the things that I recommend to people to look at is their decor, because somebody that puts a lot of money into their decor, if they have imaginative or really elegant or over the top decor, that kind of signifies they're into the experience and building worlds. And then entertainment could be a good fit for them, even if they've never hired it before. So they don't necessarily have to have worked with entertainment before, but that it's important to look at the, the photos of their work and what their the world looks like that they're building. Um, while you're doing this research, um, you want to open up a Google Doc or Word Doc or a Notepad, whatever you use digitally, and look for keywords. And now I started using this keyword trick. Um, I don't know if it's a trick, but it's a strategy. Uh, I started using that when I wrote for grants. So basically, I would look through the grant application and all of the like important words that they mentioned in terms of like what they were looking for, how they make decisions on how things get funded. I would take out those keywords and just drop them into a Google Doc. Okay, so as you're doing your research, write down the keywords of what what words does this person use that you want to work for when they describe their work, when they describe their values, their mission, their art. Um, put those all in a Word document. And I'll mention this again when we get to pitching because you'll use those keywords later. And the other thing when you're researching is look at what their hiring process is, you know, because you're going to reference this later in your letter that we're going to talk about. But um, do they have auditions? Do they have a roster that you want to be a part of their roster? Do they have a preferred vendors list? Like make sure you do the research on how they actually hire people so that you can look informed and show them that you have done your research when you reach out to them. So there's a ton of other things you can research too, but those are just some things to get you started. Then we move into the connect phase. Again, we haven't pitched to them yet. We're still, we want to build a relationship first. Hey, Victoria Performance Art, thanks for being here. So we've just done some research and now we're ready to connect with somebody before we pitch and really think about this stage as building a relationship with them. Um, and also you can think of this as making yourself visible. So kind of seeing how you can enter into their ecosphere, right? Oh, I see all the hearts going up. Thank you. Thank you for the love. Um, and, and the reason this connection stage is important is if you just like pitch yourself to someone in a cold DM or a cold email, that's pretty much like a billboard on the side of the road. There's no other connection. There's no other information. And yeah, they may see it. And yeah, they may pull over and write down the phone number and call. But nine times out of 10, they're just going to see it and then keep driving, right? So, or maybe it's like an ad on Facebook. Yes, that can work sometimes. But the more that you can build this relationship, then they actually know who you are before you pitch. And so how do you build this relationship? Well, the first most simple one is to follow and compliment on social. And notice I said compliment, not just comment. Compliment, general, genuinely Look, find things that you appreciate about their work and compliment in the comments. And now 
there may be a different person that does their social media. So the person that's hiring may not see it. But you never know who's actually reading and seeing the social media. And also when they when your name might come up, whoever does the social media might be like, oh, yeah, I totally I know I know that person. And then sometimes what happens with social media is they don't even know where they've seen you. They just recognize your name because they've seen it. (laughs) And they're like, oh, yeah, I kind of know that person. So following and complimenting on socials, very simple. Then you can go into try to find mutual connections. So I think it was like on the first session. um, No, it was the second session on how to find your dream job. I talked about the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And it just is talking about how everybody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. So if you can try to search and find any type of mutual connection you have with this person and then reach out to them and say, hey, I'm interested in working for so and so. Do you have any suggestions? Would you be willing to make a recommend a connection like an e-introduction? Right. Just making sure you do connect with people, um, whether it's another performer, whether it's another vendor. Um, whether it's a technician, if you know a rigger that works with a company you want to work with, there's a lot of, a lot of, um, like coaches. Um, there's so many ways that you can find. So really work your, your network to see who might know somebody that's connected to them. Hey, Olga Coronas. Thanks for joining us. Um, again, feel free to ask questions as I roll through this. Um, And then the other part of connecting is if you can do anything in real life is trying to attend anything that this company or this person is doing. So if they have any workshops or classes, if they're performing at a festival, if they have any shows or public events or open houses or tastings or, you know, open rehearsals, if they do, if you go to a show and they have a QA and a afterwards, ask a question at the Q&A. If you're looking for event work, a lot of event, there's a lot of event associations. So they have networking events. So you can just go and try to meet this person in real life and build a relationship. Now, when you meet them, you're not telling them, hey, I want to work for you. You're just building that relationship because you can follow up later via an email. So we talked about research. We talked about connect, connection, connecting, right? So now that you've done all this, now you're ready to pitch whether that's, again, applying or auditioning or maybe sending an email about your work. So some important things to think here. Um, Make it about them, not you. Because your goal is to show them how you can help them. Yes, you do something amazing and you're going to talk about that. But always try to remember and frame this. This is not about this person giving you an opportunity. This is about you making their life easier or better or making their show more exciting or easier. We all know it's hard work to produce shows. So really thinking about how you can help them, first of all, is like a mindset, right? And I have some more notes from Dominic. Um, Hey, sign all the things. Did you sign all the things today? (laughs) Thanks for being here. Um, again, my good friend Dominic at Homestead Circus Productions, we talk about this stuff all the time. Um, but he, he mentioned just remember to not try to sell yourself, like stay curious about the people you are talking to. Um, try not to, uh, sorry, try to make friends, um, and be prepared to talk about yourself when you're asked, but try not to make the whole conversation about you and try not to talk about yourself first. He even recommends like having power questions to ask different types of people. So if I was at a networking event for if I wanted to make meet clients or get work doing event work, 
Uh, if I met a venue, I might ask them about their venue. If I met an event planner, I might ask them about like, oh, what's your favorite entertainment you've ever seen? You know, it doesn't have to be at their event or what's your favorite show you've ever seen or, you know, think of power questions to really get people to tell you about like what's important to them, because then you can answer that and bring that back in your letter. Hey, Kadri, oh, Kadri Hansen, Kadra Hansen. I said that totally wrong, I'm sure. But thanks for being here. Um, and another important, important quality is just to be humble. You know, I think that sometimes it may be nerve wracking to pitch yourself. And so we might come across as we want to come across as confident. Right. But don't come across as like um, unable to see the person in front of you. They're a human being, too. They have feelings, they have emotions, they have needs, they may be tired. And the more you can empathize with them, the better this whole process will go. And also um, remembering that try not to think of things as one job at a time. Try to think of things as relationships. And that when you're first meeting somebody, this is just the start of a relationship, you know. Um, so uh, I'll go into a minute of into a minute of like a different a format that I can recommend on how to to do this pitching via email. And the reason that I'm asking or that I'm sharing to do via email, people have asked like, well, is it better to call or is it better to email? Um, personally, in my opinion, and please experiment with this and do see what works for you and works for your audience. But a call, I feel, is a little abrupt. Sometimes when I get a call from someone I don't know, I feel a little guarded and I'm like, what are they trying to sell me? And you don't want someone to feel guarded when you're trying to call them. Um, I recommend sending an email first and then maybe a day, two days later, call them to make sure they got the email and see if they have any questions. Hey, Flexibility Fitness LA. <laughs> Thanks for joining us from the West Coast. I'm hoping that's what the LA is and maybe it's, it's law. I don't know. La la la. But um, in the event industry, I tend to be also aware of when people are really busy and with shows and, you know, all of that. So you can try this. One thing that we used to try to do is like, if you're going to send an email to someone, send it on Tuesday because Monday everyone's like really busy, usually catching up from the weekend. Um, and then maybe you can send a call on Wednesday. I try to stay away from Thursdays and Fridays. People get really busy either doing shows or events. So you can try that. That worked for well for us, but find what works for you and your audience. Um, hey, M.M. Scrimger. I wish they had like little pronunciations with the names, but thanks for being here. So we're about we're talking about how to land your dream job. And uh, we talked about first you want to do research, then you want to connect and then you pitch. So now we're at that phase. We've already researched. We've already built a relationship. And now we're going to pitch. And this is just a format you can use for an email. And then again, you can call like the next day and make sure they got the email. But let's say, first and foremost, start with a compliment, right? Show them that you've engaged with them. You've done your research. You've attended something. You did their workshop. Talk about something tangible that you've noticed about their work that you appreciate and that really aligns with you. And that word align is actually the second step. So align with your with their mission. So look at who look at this list, look at this company, look at this business, look at this person. What do they say is their mission? If it doesn't say mission statement, it'll still somewhere on their website or social media talk about like what they're doing. 
like what their purpose is in business. And then you want to try to show how you align with that. What about that speaks to you and might be similar to what your mission is. So first you compliment them, then you align with their mission, then you share what you do. So you didn't start with you, you started with them. And when you share what you do, keep this super brief because you're going to have an attachment that you can include on this email. Keep it brief, maybe one or two sentence bio tops and not like full bio, just like the most important things. Um, and then listen, list on like a high level, the skills or the services or the acts, you know, something very, very high level, not every single act. Again, this can be an, an attachment. Um, and then this is where you want to put your unique value proposition. So I did a post, um, a week or so ago. Um, you can find it on our Instagram um, feed posts called unique value. Like what is your unique value? And some people can call it a niche, but this is basically like what is unique about you and how does that uniqueness bring value to other people? Try to get some kind of mention of that in this letter. And it's all about showing how you can benefit them. If you don't have your unique value proposition, then at least go back to like how can you benefit them? How can you make their life easier? How can you make their events better? How can you make their shows more successful? So you compliment, you align with their mission, then you share what you do. Now is where you're going to reference the hiring process. So in your research, you looked at, well, how do people work with them? And that's where you reference it. So you can say like, oh, you know, I'd love to be included in your roster. How would I go about doing that? Or I'd love to come to your next audition. I see one is in August. Do you have any sooner? Or how can I be on the list for your audition in August? Showing them, not just saying, how can I work with you? Like take that extra step. If it says on their website what the process is, then call it out and say, I'd love to be on your roster. I'd love to be one of your preferred vendors. Um, again, showing them you've done your research. And then to wrap it up, you're going to ask for a next action. This can also be a call, a call to action. A CTA is common in like social media or in, in marketing in general. And so just some ideas rather than like, let me know what you think, right? End on a very clear, like, what would you want the next step to be? So some ideas are, do you want to ask for a virtual or an in real life coffee date? You know, you can say like, hey, I'd really love to work with you. Would you like to have grab a coffee so I can learn more about what you're looking for and what your your what your business needs or what your company needs? Right. Um, or is there anything you can attend if they if you, you've seen they have an open house that's coming up in the future? Say, oh, can I attend your open house? I'd love to see your team in action. Um, and then if this is like a high volume client, this may be a little bit more advanced, but if you're looking at a high volume client that, that is somebody that can bring you a lot of work specifically in the event industry, you might ask to come in and do a presentation for their sales team, whole other topic, but that is a great example of a call to action at the end of an email. Okay. So I'll just review those, what you're going to put in your email, you compliment, align with their mission, share what you do reference their hiring process that you want to be a part of that and then ask for a next action or call to action. Okay. So I'll talk about promo material in a minute, how to tailor your promotional material for the person that you are applying for or pitching for. Um, but I'm just really curious. There's a little pop quiz for anyone that was listening. And if you're doing the replay, you can also type this in the comments too. But what are the three stages of landing the job? Does anyone remember? You can go ahead and type those in. 
And while you're thinking or while you're typing, I'll just add. So all of this so far is about like you going out into the world and finding work. There's also a whole other realm of when people contact you and say, I want to hire you or I want you to work with us. And if you're doing event work, so if you're booking entertainment at events, um, we do have a whole workshop that's all about the sales process of when people reach out to you with an event inquiry. What is the sales process? How do you take your clients through that process? Research, connect, align. I love that you said align. That is so good because align is a per- an important part of that pitch email. So Victoria said research, connect, and align. So you got the research, you got the connect. The third I would say is pitch, which is when you're telling them what you do. But I like align better because that's the essence of what you're trying to do. In your pitch, you're showing how you align with them. So you can remember it that way too. But the research and the connect is the most important because what I see so much of the time is people just like, and, and I used to get this, I'll just be honest. So I, when I used to run animate objects, I got emails, I got phone calls all the time of people that wanted to work with us. And for somebody that didn't do any research and that made it all about them, I honestly didn't call them back. I would get voicemails. Hey, so-and-so told me that I should call you. I want to do gigs. Here's my number. I didn't call that person back. I'm sorry if that, if anyone listening, <laughs> if that was you, you know, but like, how does that benefit me? You want to get gigs? Yes, we all want work, but as a, as a company owner, my job was really hard too. So if someone wrote to me and said like, Hey, I love what you're doing. I've seen your videos. I've seen your open houses. It really, I love how you're spreading joy in the world or something they grabbed from our website. Some of those keywords, um, I'm going to call them back. I'm going to be interested. So since I mentioned keywords in case I forgot to say it, align with their mission is where you use those keywords. And you can sprinkle those keywords throughout this whole email if you want. Um, but for sure, use the words that they're using. So yeah, Victoria, you get um, an A++. So now let's talk about promotional materials. And I'll try to keep this part short and sweet. I'm, I'm basically going to divide this into two categories. There are a gazillion places that you would probably apply for work. So I didn't want to do an hour long IG live. But let's just say we're going to separate into like two camps. One we'll call like performance work. Maybe it's if you're auditioning. Hey, Katie Betts, thanks for joining. Um, so one camp will be like performance work, maybe getting contract work. Um, yes, Victoria, you deserve an A plus plus plus. Um, and maybe it's, um, you know, contract work with a touring show. Um, uh, maybe it's a burlesque show, a community show, but we'll put all that in one group and then we'll put the other group as event work. So this is where you might be pitching to, um, an event planner or a client and I'm having a thought here. Let's say you want to work with an entertainment company. So that's event work, but you're, you're dealing with somebody who produces entertainment. Um, I'm going to think about that one. Yeah, I would say that one would go in the first group. So basically, if the person you're applying to work with knows entertainment, then you, this is that first group has that for a little divider. So in this group, this is where you're going to use all the things that you learned or are, are learning now of how to present yourself as an artist. So you want to have an artist bio. And in this realm, 
the bio is typically written in third person. You know, Eileen has been working and performing for this many years doing all these things. So it's, it's that third person, right? Um, you want to have a resume and there's a tons of formats of how to do a resume and how many pages. I like to keep it to two pages or less. If you're more than two pages, then just shave off some of the older stuff. Now, it's different in different countries. When I lived in South America, the CV listed every single thing. The more pages was the better. Um, so I'm coming from a from a U.S. North American standpoint of two pages or less because everyone's busy. But please check what's common and what's commonplace and, and like expected where you are. But I'd, I'd try to keep it short if you can. Um, and then your photos. So I always recommend having a nice headshot so that people can see your eyes, people can see your expression, your personality. Again, it's building that relationship. And if you're going to an audition, then they can place your face and then have, you know, performance photos. So maybe three to five photos total. Wherever you're applying might have specific numbers and what they're looking for. So please look at that, obviously, in your research. But it's just good to have three to five photos ready to go. And then video, have an overall demo reel, just showing your best. It's not about everything. Just show your best. And honestly, keep it like 45 seconds to 90 seconds. People have really short attention spans. Put all your best stuff first. Um, and if you can, try to think of your demo reel as a story arc, you know, a beginning, a middle, and end to keep people engaged and, re- and watching it. Don't just keep showing the same thing again and again and really play with timing how long each clip is there's that's a whole other art form but just remember that it needs to be entertaining um and then if you have specific acts that you are auditioning um typically for this realm they're going to want to see the full act video but you can include both you can i think it's good to have a sizzle reel that's like super short and then you can have a full act video um you can put all of this on a tab on your website um, but also you can create a, like a document in, in the corporate world. It's called a one page PDF, even though it's never just one page. Um, but you can make this in, in Canva. You can make it in PowerPoint. You can, if you're crafty with word, you could do it in there, but you know, start with your, your bio the resume could be attached, but part of the same document. So it's just like one attachment to the email, have your photos. And then for videos have links to the videos. Um, bonus, if you can put a little screenshot of the video, um, there's a way to do this in Canva. You can like put a photo of the video, put the little play symbol on top of the video. So when they click on it, they think they're playing the video, but the image is actually hyperlinked to the actual video on YouTube. That's just a little tech hack there. Um, so that's your pretty standard stuff. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about the event work is because this is a little different. If you have a different audience, uh, sorry, when you're applying to do work with event planners or venues or direct clients, this is going to be a little different. And this is where I see artists making mistakes because for instance, your bio, your artist bio needs to be different for somebody that's not an entertainer, someone that doesn't produce entertainment. It should be more conversational. And also I would switch it to be first person meaning I've traveled here, I've done these things, okay? But before you start with I, you're going to make it about them. So start by speaking to them. So, hey, you know, um, I'm so excited to know more about your company. And then you're going to include something about your mission statement or your objective. I love performing at events because 
I get to interact with people, you know, have up close interaction and um, share my love of Sear Wheel with new audiences. So I've told them a little bit about what I do and how it pertains to their event. Hey, Katie in the sky. Glad you dropped out of the sky to join us on the IG live. Um, so start start with something conversational. Then you can go into a little bit about your bio. Keep it really short. Um, and then if you can throw in that unique value, value proposition again, that's what makes you unique and how it's a value to them. Now, in this realm, when you're applying to do work or pitching yourself to do work for events, you actually don't need a resume. Occasionally, somebody may ask you for it. But remember, most of the time, these are people that don't know entertainment. So it's not going to matter the name of the school you went to, the name of the coaches that you've had, the names of the productions like that doesn't really carry as much weight. What does matter in this audience is testimonials. So you don't need a resume. Try to include client testimonials, any awards that you've won. If you don't have testimonials yet, please start getting them. <laughs> but if you don't, you can also offer to, you can say something like references provided upon request because you're basically instilling trust here. They don't know entertainment, a lot of these people. And so they need something that helps them understand this is going to be a good choice for them. You can also share just a few of the top clients that you've worked with, like three to five tops. Don't do a whole list of all your clients. If you've worked with Nike, if you've worked with some bigger names, like include that. If you've worked with clients that you see this event planner has worked with, include those names. And then here in, you're going to do like a list of services. So this is again, a different mindset. Like, yes, you do aerial, but what does that mean for an event planner? They need to know, well, do you do ambient aerial? Do you do aerial bartending? Do you do aerial acts? Do you have your own freestanding aerial rig? Like if you can think about what you offer and create what I call a list of services, because in the event industry, entertainment is a service, create a list of that. Now in this introduction letter, you don't need to include your pricing. You can always follow up with them and send them pricing later. Um, but this is just like an attachment to the email that's like an overview of your work. Now here you will include the same photos again. Your videos, I wouldn't send, excuse me, I wouldn't send a full video, like a video of the full act. Save that occasionally. I think probably three or four times in 15 years, I got asked for the full, a video of a full act. In the event industry, they're just looking for the, the sizzle reel, that, that really exciting short clips of it. Occasionally, like I said, you may need to show that, but don't send that right off the bat. You want to think high energy and short, 45 seconds to 90 seconds total. Um, and now, so all of this, again, the same thing, as I said with the first one, you can make a tab on your website for all of this, but I also recommend making something that you can attach to an email because everybody does things differently. Some people will have like files on their computers where they save all the information for everyone that reaches out to them. So you want to give them something they can download, take it out of the email because they're going to lose that email and put it in their folders. Or if it's a, a large company, they may share it with all the people, all the different sales people in their office. So that was a lot. <laughs> But I'm hoping this gives you an overview of some strategies. Maybe you're doing some of these things, but not all of them. Um, I'd love to hear if you try some of these and it gives you success. Please let us know. 
Um, but just to recap, the three steps to pitching, Victoria got them, research, connect, and then we can say pitch or we can say align because that's what you're trying to do while you're pitching is aligning yourself with what they do. Um, before we go, do we have any questions? Because I know I just threw out a lot. I'll also review too, um, in case anyone joined us late, when you're doing the email pitch, you can send an email and then call the next day or the day after and make sure they got it. See if they have any questions. This is where you get to ask them questions about what they do. But in that pitch email, compliment, align with their mission, share what you do, reference their hiring process and end with a call to action. What do you want the next step to be? Okay. Oh, I know. I might repeat myself here. I'm sorry if I said this already. <laughs> like I told you, I woke up from a nap. So the brain is a little bit slow too. But I think I did. But I mentioned the, the workshop that we have called Win the Work. So if you are getting people contacting you, those inquiries, and you're like, okay, how do I go from this phone call to the actual event? Win the Work is our whole sales process. You can find that workshop at circusboss.com slash sales workshop. Victoria said, thank you so much for all of this info. So yeah, if you're listening on the replay, if you're live and you take this information, um, I'd love to hear what was your favorite part of today's IG live. And I also, since this was part three, um, you can go back and watch part one was how to find, wait, part one was what is your dream job? Part two was how to find your dream job. And this is part three, how to land your dream job. So you can go watch all of those. Let me know how it goes implementing all these strategies. And I don't have my next topic set yet. So if you have ideas on what you'd like me to go live about next, feel free to DM me. I'm open to diving deeper into topics. That's what I like to do on these. I try to do them every Tuesday afternoon. I've had to miss a couple weeks, but um, yeah, I would love to see you for future IG lives. Thank you all for being the circus bosses that you are and uh, have a great day.